0: He was, says Dr. Williams, quote, a sound and sensible divine, one who had penetrating views of the human heart and of the oracles of God. Dr. Thomas Taylor. This excellent divine was born at Richmond in Yorkshire in the year 1576, and educated in Christ's College, Cambridge, where he was chosen fellow. He was the son of pious and worthy parents. His father was recorder of the town and particularly kind and liberal to the ministers silenced for nonconformity and the persecuted exiles from Scotland. While at the university, his unwearied diligence and high attainments in good literature were manifested to all, he was therefore chosen fellow and Hebrew lecturer of the college. He at first much opposed the Puritans, as the sect which was everywhere spoken against, but afterwards espoused their cause and became a sufferer with the rest of his brethren. He was for some time silenced and threatened to be degraded for a sermon which he preached in St. Mary's College Church, Cambridge, from Canticles, chapter 5, verse 7. This is the book of Song of Songs. Canticles is Latin for Song of Songs. Quote, The watchmen that went about the city found me, they smote me, they wounded me, the keepers of the walls took away my veil from me, unquote that on which he chiefly insisted and which gave offense to the ruling ecclesiastics, which was, quote, that in every age, some of those who ought to have been promoters of the church's welfare have been its persecutors, unquote. How long he remained under the unjust censure, we have not been able to learn. In the year 1606, he was again silenced by Bishop Parsonet for nonconformity. He was afterwards violently opposed and harassed by Bishop Wren, who used his utmost endeavors to hinder him from taking his doctor's degree. He was willing to endure any sufferings himself, rather than that the truth and cause of God should suffer. He was afterwards convened before the High Commission as a notorious delinquent, only for generously uniting with his brethren and promoting a private contribution for the poor, afflicted ministers of Palatine. Even after public collections failed, but it does not appear what further molestation he endured. The Palatines were Germans, Germans who suffered from the Spanish coming in and conquering their land in the lower region of Germany. The Spanish and Bavarian troops that invaded the Palatine land killed as much as 50% of the population, and it was the ministers that Dr. Taylor was lending money to help and aid. Dr. Taylor, upon leaving the university, settled first at Watford in Hertfordshire, then at Reading at Berkshire, and afterwards, in 1625, he became pastor at Aldermanbury, London. At each of these places, his labors were made a blessing to many souls. During his abode at Reading, a generation of young preachers was raised up under his ministry, who afterwards became bright ornaments in the Church of God. He preached at Paul's Cross before Queen Elizabeth and afterwards before King James. He spent thirty years in his beloved work and continued faithful and laborious to the end. As the true servant of Christ, he was desirous to spend and be spent for the glory of God and for the good of souls. With all sincerity and purity and all zeal and meekness he watched over the flock of Christ. His sermons were judicious, substantial, and admirably well delivered. He was an avowed enemy to popery, Arminianism, and antinomianism, against the last of which he published a work entitled, quote, The Use of the Law, though envy opposed him, real worth always admired him. This worthy divine, when in the prospect of death, was desirous to have done more service for Christ, yet he was willing to obey the summons. Having finished the work which the Lord gave him to do, he was ready to depart and to be with Christ. During his last sickness he experienced much joy and peace in believing and enjoyed a triumphant confidence in Christ as gracious conqueror of death and hell and sin. Oh, he said. We serve a good Lord who covers all imperfections and gives great wages for little work, and in mercy hath provided me some of the greatest. Having languished a short time under his complaint, he died in the beginning of the year, 1632, age 55, and his remains were interred at St. Mary's Church, Aldermanbury. He was an indefatigable student and an excellent preacher, and eminently useful in his ministry. He enjoyed great comfort and being faithful and additional comfort in being useful to the Lord's work. He was not so much concerned to gather tithes into his barn as souls to Jesus Christ. He who was a guide to others did not wander out of the way himself. He preached and practiced righteousness. His life was particularly exemplary. His piety, his charity, and his moderation were manifest to all. Mr. Lay calls him, quote, a solid and judicious divine, Fuller who has classed him among the fellows and learned writers of Christ's College, Cambridge, says, quote, he was exceedingly charitable, most strict in his conversation, a grave divine, a painful preacher, and a profitable writer. Wood says, quote, he was excellent in following an opening and opening an allegory and that he was highly esteemed by London's ministers as well as by the people of his charge. On account of his profound knowledge of the scriptures, he was commonly styled, quote, the illuminated doctor, he was, says Dr. Williams, quote, a sound and sensible divine, one who had penetrating views of the human heart and of the oracles of God.